You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and of course where they are now. So what is happening y'all? I hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. It just hit me that this is episode number 294. For TKO. And okay, I'm just gonna have to quickly pull up my calendar on my computer right now and do a calculation on when episode 300 will be done. So this week is 294, next week is 295, 296, 297, 298, 298. <gasps> okay, everybody, listen up. Mark your calendars. I repeat, Mark your calendars uh, for the week of November 21st. And I, I said it like generally like the week of whatever, just so because um, I know, you know, folks listening to TKO, you might be tuning in online from um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, or maybe the CFRU.ca archives, or you may want to listen to the show live on Thursdays from CFRU 93.3 FM. Okay, in the case that uh, you will be listening to the podcast form, episode number 300 will be available November 23rd, Mark your calendars again. November 23rd is the episode or the day that episode 300 will be broadcasted from here. And if you plan to listen to the show live broadcasted from CFRU radio, tune in November 24th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, do not forget that episode 300. And okay, do the math for yourself because every episode is half an hour, right? And if we do 300 episodes that like divide that by two, that's 150 hours. Let that sink in. 150 hours of us talking about like purely talk about combat sports, MMA, boxing, sports, philosophy of sports. Also, definitely bits of just me going on about life, life philosophy, life lessons, you know, all the all the wholesome stuff. <laughs> but uh, wow, it just hit me because I usually just pull up the um, the podcast domain that I use for TKO before I start recording, just so I keep a check on, okay, whatever, whatever episode number I'm on. And then it just hit me. Oh my goodness. In six weeks, we're going to be doing episode number two, excuse me, 300. Oh, wow. And it also just hit me. Oh, I'm just giving you all my life updates, aren't I? Um, and then I'll be off for a family reunion uh, over in California. Shout out to my family in the States. Uh, but yeah, no, it'll be right before that. 
okay, great, because I will not actually be here to record an episode the week after. I will not be having access to my recording devices and equipment because they'll be away on vacation, hashtag family reunion. But I'm so happy that I get to do episode 300 right before that. Okay, wonderful. So I hope that y'all um, uh, mark that down in your calendars and your agendas because you already know it is going to be a absolute blast. You hear me? And <laughs> I'm I might have to bake something and like do like a like a birthday thing for TKO, but 300. I'll actually get those uh, numbered uh, candles and <laughs> I'll actually put it on a cake and. I mean, since I'm the host, I guess I have to blow it out. But I'll uh, I'll try to do something kind of cute for that for episode number three hundred. Oh my goodness! You know what? Every time I think about how far we've come with the show, um, it uh, it is almost nostalgic to me at this point. Uh, if you have been a day one TKO Nation member. <laughs> You'll remember our early days back in uh, the year 2016, and I think we actually started in October. Okay, crazy, because do the math for yourself, so that's uh, six years that we've been doing TKO, literally from October of 2016, and here we are six years later, so much has happened, not just in the world of sports, but in life, in society, and I feel like, you know, uh, me alongside the show and you guys as the wonderful listeners that you are, we've all been on this journey together and we've been evolving and growing together, which is so wonderful. And I, you know, when I, when I think about the, the wonderful platform that we're giving here, given here on TKO, it's, it gives me goosebumps because uh, uh, number one, I'm incredibly grateful for for the for the voice that we get to have here on the show, for the fact that we get to raise awareness of so many cool things happening in the world of sports, and the fact that we also have that privilege and liberty to be the voice to people who need us to be their voice, like those local athletes and. Uh, maybe like you know, not so privileged individuals in the in in the world of sports who need people like us to be their voice. And if you have been catching up, uh, for example, for the past uh, couple weeks with the show, you know the the segments that I've been talking to you guys about about some of the stuff that are happening in the world with, uh, for example, women's rights, all the stuff that is happening currently in Iran and the women's rights movements and. The fact that we get to discuss these issues here on the show, you know, it's uh, a, a lot of privilege and uh, it makes me as the host be very grateful for the platform that we're provided here. And also a special, special thanks to CFRU, our family here at CFRU for um, always being so kind with uh, the platform that they've given us. And the fact that they're always so supportive of the show. So shout out to everybody, you know, the, from from the fans and the listeners to CFRU to uh, even you, dear listener, who are probably just tuning in to the radio. And you might be listening to this 
by accident or randomly yes yeah, shout out to you too because uh you know it's it's all love it's all love for for all the listeners and you know if it wasn't because of all the all the support that we get uh we would not be doing the show uh right now and we would not have made it this far so thank you everyone yes okay so um do i have any life updates for y'all um I'm trying to think I okay so shout out to my good friend Julia who um, (laughs) reminded me that I had to do TKO today because uh, like I said it was Thanksgiving this past weekend so my perception of work days quote-unquote work days has been shifted by a day so today felt more like a Tuesday to me as opposed to a Wednesday but I'm so happy that it is a Wednesday so that I get to spend more time with you guys um but overall so there's a lot to go through I guess uh in terms of fight breakdowns and also I'm personally really excited uh for some of these uh, some of the stuff that we have coming up uh not for this weekend but for the weekend after okay you know what I'm excited about I'm so stoked about this upcoming UFC pay-per-view card UFC 280 which is going to be happening and Fight Island! Y'all remember Fight Island in uh, Abu Dhabi? Oh my goodness. So the UFC is going back to Fight Island. It's uh, it's called Yaz Island, of course. Um, and oh my goodness, what an incredible card. When you have the main event being a lightweight championship bout between the current champion, Charles or Oliveira, who's uh, also, wait, hold up, excuse me. No. Wait, Charles Oliveira is not the champion anymore. I got that twisted. Oh no. Okay, so let me tell you. I'll okay. Let me just introduce the main event, and then I'll tell you why I had the confusion that I just had right now. So lightweight championship bouts between uh, Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev. Okay, it's gonna be the fight of the year, especially when we're talking about the lightweight division. So why did I have that confusion about Charles Oliveira? Uh, Okay, so Charles Oliveira was supposed to be fighting for the lightweight championship belt previously when he had his fight against Justin Gaethje in May 2022. So this just passed. And this was indeed a championship belt. However... Unfortunately, Charles Oliveira, uh, he couldn't make weight for that championship bout, right? And so because of that, the UFC, um, I'm not exactly sure how the, how the policies in, in these uh, cases would work. But I get, okay, so it, it is pretty normal for any bout to be questioned after either one of the fighters does not make weight, right? But this was really tricky because the UFC didn't really want to lose this bout per se because it was indeed the main event and it was for the lightweight championship uh, belt of the world. So they, and the, his opponent, Justin Gaethje, said that he was okay with Charles being a little bit overweight and that he was still uh, interested in fighting him in, the, in this bout. But I guess the main punishment that the UFC had for Charles was that um, 
given that he were to win this fight, yeah, he's going to get the win, but he is not going to be rewarded the belt. And so that was that was one of the punishments. Of course, um, he would also have to pay part of his purse to Justin Gaethje because of the fact that he had missed weight. But th- that that is normally the rule when it comes to a fighter missing weight. And I guess special rules if you miss weight for a championship bout. So that happened, and lo and behold, <laughs> Charles Oliveira submits Justin Gaethje in the very first round and wins this fight. And again, let me just remind you, had he not missed weight, he would have officially become the champion. So yes, his hand was raised at the end of the night. However, Dana White could not put the lightweight belts around his waist. (laughs) So that's where my confusion came in because I know that he won that fight that was supposed to be for the championship he won that fight but he was not officially given the belts because of the issues that he was having with cutting weights but technically i mean in a utopian world he did technically become the champion right but he, he just wasn't really given the physical belts anyways so right now and i'm i'm not gonna lie to you guys gotta be honest um, I had to quickly pull this up on my phone to double check uh, so that I give you guys accurate information. The lightweight championship title is actually vacant right now, uh, which I did not know. I mean, I I had my suspicions, but I thought that um, maybe they were going to just like after the fight, maybe they were going to announce uh, Charles Oliveira as the interim champion because you barely ever see any UFC divisions weight divisions being vacant of a champion you don't you don't really see that even if it does happen they would quickly try to set up a fight and um, they would really at least have a have a interim champion but I guess they were really stringent with their uh, with their rules and regulations and so yeah, it's been uh, it's actually been vacant since May this past May, and I feel like that's probably the longest it's been vacant in the history the the entire history of the UFC. But the wait is over because um, uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after on October twenty second, Charles Oliveira is going to be fighting off against Islam Makachev. And finally, if everything goes well and nobody misses weight, this will finally settle the dispute and actually crown a lightweight champion. And oh my goodness, what other, what better venue than um, the the venue? It's the Etihad Arena in uh, Yaz Island on Fight Island, which is... uh, just crafted literally specifically crafted for the UFC if you guys remember Yaz Island um was uh okay I'm paraphrasing don't quote me on this it was kind of like rented out by the UFC just so they could have fights um during the pandemic and uh, they could actually broadcast fights live 
so so that's why it was called the the fight island because it is a pretty small island and it's like an extension of uh abu dhabi but it's like that was one of the biggest reasons why as to why it was created it was because of the ufc because the ufc wanted to hold fights on this island when uh, it was so difficult for the ufc to be holding events anywhere uh, anywhere else in the world because of the covid uh, regulations right and i guess they did not have this regulations when it came to fighting in uh, the united arab emirates so there you go oh my goodness okay i'm so excited for this fight but you know what i have to keep my excitement uh within limit because I really want to do the detailed and thorough breakdown of the fights for UFC 280 next week on our show when it's actually fight week. But I thought I would still give you guys a nice uh, preview of what the what the cards uh, entail. Oh, they look so good, everyone. Like, this is probably going to be the fight card of the year. And, you know, as expected, when they're going to be spending all this money to hold the fights on uh, uh, on Fight Island, you would already expect that it's it's gonna be stacked and it's gonna be a blast. So that was our main event, and then the co-main event is going to be another championship bout between the current bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling, who's going to be fighting off against the former bantamweight champion T.J. Delshaw. This is a very interesting fight to me. Um, especially because, uh, we all know the shenanigans with Algernon Sterling and how he initially was given the bantamweight title. Um, he won it as, um, his opponent was actually disqualified from competition because, um, he made a illegal move and, um, it was like a illegal head kick with, or not head, head kick, but like a illegal knee to the head. That's what it was. Uh, when Aljamain was quote unquote grounded on the canvas. And because of that, um, his opponent, Piotr Jan at the time was disqualified. And that's how Aljamain Sterling initially got the title for himself. They also had a rematch and the rematch was also... <laughs> It brought about it brought about a lot of questions by itself as well. Um, he um, or not not he in particular, but both fighters were fighting very close, and it it was a tied match. But some people argue that it shouldn't have uh, been given to Aljamain Sterling, but nonetheless, it was given to him, and he remained the bantamweight champion. So it's really interesting to me uh, to me to see that he is going to be fighting off again. And here he's going to be fighting off against TJ Dillashaw, who I didn't really necessarily consider the, uh, I guess, the next guy in line because TJ Dillashaw was out of competition for a good many years uh, because of doping. Literally, he uh, he was uh, proven to do EPOs, which is, um, you know, it stimulates. Uh, uh, blood production and it, it improves with your training or what, what did I just say oh my god my grammar is all mixed up like it helps you to have more effective training especially when it comes to cardio and stamina because of that increased uh, production and in blood so that's and that's illegal 
by the United States Anti-Doping Agency. Um, so yeah, he was he was out of competition for a good while, but he is back. He did not have a lot of fights in the meantime. So that's why I'm just a little bit surprised to see him getting a straight up title shot right out of uh, <laughs> coming out of uh, what is it? Him being banned pretty much. So it is pretty interesting to see. But I've always been a fan of TJ Dillashaw. I feel like um, uh, he fights with a lot of uh, uh, with a lot of grit and uh, he is always in it 100%. I've never seen him slack off in any of the fights that I've seen him fight in. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting, um, to see what's going to happen in this fight. Is it going to be another good test for Aljamie Sterling? And is TJ Dillashaw, uh, going to be fresh enough to be winning a whole title shot to become the champion once again? That is the, the million dollar question, but I guess we shall wait and see next week. But, oh, speaking of Piotr Jan, so Piotr Jan, who I just talked about, who previously fought Aljamain Sterling two times, Piotr Jan is the former bantamweight champion as well. Piotr Jan is literally fighting a fight before Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw, but this time he's going to be fighting off against Sean O'Malley. So this fight is going to be... this fight is going to be so good. So incredibly good. Piotr Jan, uh, one of my all-time favorites in this weight division. And so is Sean O'Malley. So let me tell you about Piotr Jan. Piotr Jan is a very well-rounded um, MMA fighter in general. Um, he has a lot of stamina. That's the thing with him. Sean O'Malley, um, he's very unorthodox in my opinion when it comes to his fighting style. But he does tend to be very fluid in his movements. And uh, because of the physique that he has, I feel like uh, he tends to do a lot of unpredictable stuff in his fights. And because his opponents don't really see those things coming towards them, they, they're always caught off guard and uh, Sean would win fights that way. And that's one of the reasons why he's uh, always a fan favorite because of how creative he is with his fighting style. So this is another fight that I'm personally looking forward to a lot. And I'm really happy that they're happening. They're all happening on the same card because can you imagine if it was just dispersed over weeks of fight fight cards? Like, oh, I mean, I mean, still, like, I would love to see these these bouts, even if they were separated. But it's just nice. It's like nice, nice that we have them all on the same card. It's like, you know, you go to a restaurant (laughs) and you're like, oh, I love shawarma. But I also love French fries and I also love coleslaw and I also love Caesar salad. You know what I mean? And then like, yeah, it's great to have them on separate occasions because you still love those items uh, independently and separately. But if all is if everything is just on the same plate, you're like. Christmas came early so that's how I feel (laughs) that's how I feel about this uh, whole fight card and you know what Uh, it looks like it's getting even better as I'm scrolling through this fight card 
oh my god, Benil Daryush is going to be fighting here. Um, Kaylin Chukagan is going to be fighting on this card. Bilal Muhammad is going to be fighting on this card. Volkan Ozdemir. Oh, uh, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov's uh, uh, teammate is going to be fighting on this card as well. Zabira uh, Tukagov is going to be fighting here. I see a lot of uh, Dagestani um, last names here. And I'm assuming usually when they schedule all these guys to fight on the same card, you could suspect that they're uh, usually uh, from the same team. Because it's just like it, it makes it easier for them, I guess. Um, so, yeah, as you guys may know, uh, Dagestan has a very strong wrestling and now MMA field in it. And the big team, the more, yeah, like the more mainstream team in, in there is Khabib's team, um, uh, Team Eagle. I, I believe that's what they go by i know it's eagle but i just don't know if it's like team eagle or eagle team you know but uh it it is that team and they all train together <laughs> and they all train so hard together so shout out to them for um actually getting fights on this card and, and including islam islam i mean we all know he is specifically uh khabib Nurmagomedov's protege Islam fighting fighting on the on the main events. So, you know, just just take him as as the big dog and then just look at all the other fighters uh, who are going to be fighting on this card from um, uh, Dagestan. Oh, my God, it's going to be so exciting. I'm a huge fan of all these Dagestani fighters and uh, they they always just come in with so much strength and so much heart and they they always train so incredibly hard as well so it's good to see that prior to the fights and then when they actually come in to do their fights you're like i'm i'm just like naturally rooting for the for team dagestan you know because you already know how much hard work has been put into their training camp and you're like well i just i just wanted to pay off for them you know but in this case um uh, I guess I'm going full circle now to the main event again. Um, in the case of Islam Makachev going off, uh, going, uh, yeah, going against uh, Charles Oliveira. I'm just a huge fan of both guys. Um, and I uh, feel like Islam is uh, going to be bringing in a lot of wrestling elements as expected. While Charles is going to play it more creatively in this case. We've seen how versatile the fighter Charles Oliveira is. Um, just when you least expect him, he would do something like because usually you you, you would see him being good with uh, striking and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. But sometimes when you're expecting him to be more of a striker in a fight, he actually does the opposite and he uh, does more grappling and ground game and. That's exactly how he actually wins the fight. So if he goes against the current and it goes against the expectation that everybody has from him, I feel like that's where the creativity comes in and uh, he can use it to his advantage to win fights that way. Oh my goodness. I mean, I know I kind of like give y'all a <laughs> big preview of this whole fight card, but hopefully, I mean, okay, uh, that was actually not the entirety of it. 
because like I said, next week I'm going to give you the tea, the ultimate detailed, juicy official breakdown for this UFC 280 fight card, which I'm so excited about. We're going to be uh, getting uh, to the nitty gritty uh, details of the technicality of things and who you should be potentially betting on for these fights and uh, predictions and more cool technical stuff that we're going to talk about next week on the show. But unfortunately, I'm just looking at the clock right now. That is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also download our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.